I found Aunt Em in a curtained-off cubicle, lying on a narrow bed with rails pulled up each side as if she were a toddler in a cot. She'd been given a hospital gown to cover her nakedness and a thin hospital blanket to warm her. My coat, the dressing gown and soggy slippers were set tidily on a plastic chair. She lay on her side, eyes closed, like a discarded doll, her limbs at odd angles and her mouth half open. For one awful moment I thought she was dead. Then an eyelid twitched, she gave a small cough and I let out a long breath of relief. I turfed the things off the chair and pulled it over to the bed, sat down and gently took her hand, all the while watching her face. She had been beautiful in her day, and even now the bone structure so evident in her gaunt features had a symmetry, the cheekbones prominent, the nose straight, the brow high and sloping back to the ridiculous pink curlers. The skin, too big for those bones, hung in gentle folds and wrinkles but was unblemished. I always thought of her as a true English rose, blonde hair curled around her face, blue eyes full of laughter. She was my mother's sister and the perfect auntie. When I was very young and she came to see us, she'd insist on taking me out on what she called a jolly. It might be a day at the seaside or an afternoon in the city to see a show and have tea at a posh hotel where the sandwiches and cakes were served on a silver-tiered stand. She never seemed to mind when I only wanted to eat cakes. Who wants to eat boring cucumber sandwiches anyway? She'd say. Let's have more cakes, shall we? And she'd wink and put her finger to her perfect lips and remind me not to tell my parents what we'd been up to, as if they would have cared less. When I was twelve or thereabouts, I remember dreaming about Aunt Em being my mother and how much more fun it would be than living with my own parents. To them, I was something to be shunted around from boarding school to whichever relatives would have me in the holidays. Being encumbered with a child in their mid-thirties was not something they'd planned for. Aunt Em's voice dragged me out of my memories. Who are you and why are you staring at me? Awake and confused, a frown harrowed lines into her forehead. Her voice could have cut crystal, and it rose as her agitation grew. Where's Agnes? Why isn't she here? I must see her. I tried to calm her, but she wasn't having any of it. Aunt Em, it's Claire. Remember, I found you wandering in the road. I was worried about you, so I brought you to the hospital.